Hey, welcome to the Juice Bar Experts podcast, where we are going to give you tips, tools, strategies for launching a new juice bar or scaling and increasing the profitability and efficiency in your existing juice bar. I'm your host, Andrew McFarlane. For the last 10 years, I've been in the juice bar business, running my own juice bars, as well as helping hundreds of entrepreneurs all around the world launch successful juice businesses. So without further ado, let's get into it. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to this episode. Glad you guys are here. As you guys already know, I'm Andrew McFarlane. Today we're talking about how much is too much to invest in starting a juice bar business. The reason that I felt called to make an episode around this is because obviously, you know, the amount of money that you invest in starting this business is a huge consideration. And there is just some things that I've seen traditionally because we've worked with over 100 clients in all different countries around the world. And you see patterns, you see things, and you also start to get really, really connected to the mind state of people who are starting juice bars and how they relate to uh, the financial aspect of the startup um, capital. And so recently we had a client who is just about to open. We're actually in the middle of, of training their staff right now. And uh, this client is in California and he's invested on the higher side of the spectrum, I would say, from most of our clients. We have had clients invest more. We've had clients invest up to half a million dollars opening up a juice bar. Um, but he's, he's definitely on the higher end of the spectrum. He's invested over $300,000 so far. And, uh, you know, a lot of times I speak to prospective clients and they might ask me, what's the range? You know, how much should I invest in starting a juice bar? And naturally, if you guys have been listening to this podcast and it's not your first episode, you know that the ranges can be quite varied. And so as a spectrum, you know, we normally see people invest between 100, 150 on the low side and, you know, 100 is pretty low. But let's say 100, 150 on the low side up to $250,000 on the higher side. That's sort of the average range. So, you know, the middle of that would be 200,000. Now, what are the big caveats is it really depends on the, the kind of lease that you get into, meaning is the landlord going to offer you a rebate, also known as TI money, on your lease and your build out? And also, are they going to give you free rent? What's the condition of the space? You know, is it really, really large? Um, does it already have existing infrastructure that you can utilize? You have to upgrade the electrical panels, the uh, you know, HVAC unit, the list goes on and on and on because you're really in a lot of ways building a house inside of a, a box, um, if you will. So this spread can be pretty dramatic. Are you cold pressing? Are you not cold pressing? How much, how much money are you investing in your branding work? Uh, and so, you know, as part of this conversation, we're asking the question, you know, how much is too much? Uh, is, and also maybe what I'll address at some point is, is, is there an amount that's too little? Um, now, as you may have heard me say, is whenever you're starting a business or you're doing anything that is financially motivated in the sense that you're trying to get a higher return on your investment, the question is, is how much money is your investment going to make you, right? It's not that there is such a thing as too much money to invest. There's only too much if you're not going to make money. So even if you were to invest $10,000 starting your juice bar business, but you don't execute well and you aren't going to make money off of that $10,000, well, guess what? That $10,000 
was probably too much because you didn't invest it in the right areas. Um, or maybe we can also say it was too little, which made it too much because there is a threshold. A lot of times you want to think about how much money you need to invest in your business in order to execute well. And then there is a portion of that where you can get beyond the necessities of the business and you can start getting into realms of, of unnecessary luxury. You know, we have, I remember there was a client in the past and, and we didn't advise them to do this, but you know, they just, they started, started investing a lot of money in really expensive fixtures and, and furniture and it was nice stuff, but they didn't really have the reserve capital left over to invest in, in really making sure that their staff was, was really, really well trained. We did do about three days of training with their staff, but you know, we could have done more and it would have been more valuable and making sure that they, they had reserve capital for if in the event that they didn't just run cash flow positive month one, month two, but they actually had money set aside to make sure that they could stay afloat. This, they didn't do that because they unfortunately overspent, in my opinion, on the aesthetics of the place when it was a fine looking place, but they went overboard and invested, you know, close to, I think over maybe $400,000. And then the business didn't really last too long. And this is due to a, a lot of other reasons, not just that, not that they didn't have the reserve capital. Um, there were some challenges internally within the business partnership uh, that, that I think ultimately led to them breaking apart. But there is a point where you go beyond the things that are essential and you just start investing too much money because for whatever reason, you're not aware of the value of certain things. And so, uh, as you should know, there is a huge value in your visual presentation and in the branding, in the website, in the logo, in making sure everything is visually consistent. I think that that's one of those areas that you should really invest a good portion of, of money into because it will pay itself back tenfold uh, because people just trust businesses that visually present themselves better. Um, and then you also want to make sure that you have good equipment. You know, in some areas, like I tell people, you can have used equipment for things like maybe your prep tables and your sinks. But when it comes to things like refrigeration, I wouldn't recommend you do that. And uh, there's a number of reasons around that that I won't get into right now. But there is an amount that's too much. I would say if you start to invest in the range of more than three hundred to $350,000, uh, and this is assuming that you're going to be more active in your business because if you are going to have someone who's a very experienced GM come on and they're going to be running your business from day one and you're going to be more absentee in the development, then it makes sense. You know, you're going to have to pay someone's salary for quite a long time. It could be a number of months if they're helping you set up the business um, from, it could be two, three months before you even open. And then you got to take that into consideration because an experienced GM is going to be in the range of $5,000 a month give or take, but probably around there at least, depending on where you're located once again. I don't want to just put these numbers out here without the consideration of the fact that people who listen to this podcast are all over the world, but I'm speaking about in a major city in America, you're going to be, if for an experienced GM, their salary is going to be around 60000 50 to 60000 a year. You can find people for less, but most of the time they don't have a ton of experience and they, they aren't used to working in high volume places. And so, yeah, you got you to plan to invest a good amount in that person if you're going to be hands-off. And so if that's the situation, you're going to be investing more money in your startup. But if there's anything that I really want you guys to get from this podcast episode is that uh, 
it's only too much if it's not having a positive return on investment. A lot of times people walk into this situation and, and I understand the small business mentality. Obviously, I've been there and you want to save as much money as possible, especially if a good portion of the money that you're investing in getting your business started is coming out of your pocket. There can be a lot of fear and you want to really do your best to be as frugal as possible. But sometimes being overly frugal can be a detriment to how much money you can make long term. And so it's important to have the bigger picture in mind and realize that, you know, even if you do invest 300 even $400,000, you know, I have, I have friends who are also restaurateurs and they might spend a few million dollars opening a restaurant. But granted, these are businesses that are netting sometimes $10,000 a day, right? That's a, that's, a, that's a real business, that's a serious business. And you are going to have to graduate at some point in your thinking about money, your relationship to money, to move into a new threshold of what is a lot and what is a little. Because if you've come from a background where maybe you've never started a business before, or you uh, are used to making a certain amount per year, let's say even hypothetically, you make 100 grand a year, or you make 150 grand a year, which is usually, it, you know, that's in the higher threshold of most people, and most individuals in most places, you know, you're in a higher economic bracket. Even if you make $200,000 a year, and maybe you're able to save 50 of that per year, you know, it still would take you four years, five years, six years worth of your income to start this business, which is, is, is a significant thing, which is why I also don't recommend that individuals use all of their own capital if they don't have to. Even if you're in a situation where you have $200,000, $300,000 cash set aside, or maybe you've pulled equity out of your house, or who knows how that money, you've gotten that money. Sometimes it's also helpful to mitigate your risk and spread the risk out a little bit and the responsibility out a little bit by finding investors, by going you know, to a bank and maybe raising a portion of your money through a loan or uh, you know, maybe peer-to-peer -peer lending. This is great for a couple of reasons. One, it's great because it's going to reduce your risk and then two, so that you're, you know, to the first point, it's going to reduce your risk so you're not all in. And then two, it's going to, when you have to raise money, it's, it's going to put you to a situation where you actually have to learn how to sell your concept. And when you have to sell your concept, it really forces you to think about everything in your business. Really think about, you know, how you're putting, what's your menu strategy? What's your brand strategy? Who are your customers? How are you going to do your marketing? Um, you know, what are your financial projections look like? And, and granted, these are all things that you may not know, and we do help our clients with business plans. And so if you need support with that, obviously you can reach out to us. You can even reach me personally at andrew at starterjuicebar.com, and we can talk about how we can help you. But it's important to really make sure that you're thinking about your business in a great detail. And when you've got all the money to start your business, you may not invest as much time and energy into really being clear on how you're going to execute, whereas if you go to raise money from a bank or investors, it's going to force you to do that. And it's also going to force you to um, see if you can get buy-in to the concept. And, and these people might bring up a lot of questions and objections that maybe you hadn't thought about before. And so it, it kind of tests you a little bit, which is, is powerful and it's important to do. So if you are in a situation where you, you, you have the money and, and you're thinking about going all in, maybe you consider raising a little bit, even if it's 25% or 50%. It doesn't have to be everything. You can go in halfway and, and also the fact that you have skin in the game will also incentivize other investors to jump in with you because they know that you do have a little bit of risk. And then maybe you're also in a situation where you don't have the money at all. Maybe you, you only got, you know, ten, twenty thousand dollars that's saved that you saved up over the last number of years and you need to raise money through a bank investors or otherwise. And 
And yeah, you got to put a business plan together. You're going to have to raise that money, but really think about how much it's going to take in order for you to be successful. And as I've said, generally, depending on where you are, it's going to be 150, give or take, to $250,000. And this depends on the circumstance with the landlord. Are you pressing? Where are you located in the world? And so there are special situations. People do, in some circumstances, open up juice bars for $60,000. But these are usually times where they get into spaces that they're just doing very small renovations on that are mostly cosmetic and then maybe purchasing a little bit of equipment and so on and so forth. And so it can happen, but don't be unnecessarily or I should say unreasonably frugal in this endeavor because you have to realize you have the opportunity that you're building a real business, a significant business that can generate significant income that maybe long term you can franchise or license out and have multiple stores. And so you got to be big picture focused and you got to be bigger than the thing that you even think is big now, which, you know, for some people, as I'm sure you know, $300,000 is nothing. They'd laugh at it when it comes to starting a business because they invest millions of dollars in starting these businesses. And maybe you're not there yet because I know a lot of people in this community aren't used to building businesses of that size, but eventually you might get there. Maybe you will and it will change. Everything shifts based on you know, part of your growth. And so getting into business is that. It is part of you moving into a new threshold of experience, leadership, um, impact, influence. And that means expanding and shifting and growing your relationship to money and what you think a lot and a little is and realizing, you know, it's all about return on investment. So things are only as cheap or as expensive as the amount of money that they're going to make you. So hopefully that puts things in perspective and changes the way that maybe you're thinking about this and opens your mind slightly. And as always, feel free to connect with me personally if you guys need support in launching your business or just putting your business plan together. This is Andrew with the Juice Bar Experts podcast. Wishing you guys a lot of success. And I'll see you guys at the next episode.